This is MJ. I'm an author. I'm an artist. I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Digimon Chronicles, where I am continuing to make the audiobook of Digimon Seekers one chapter at a time. We are still somehow in chapter one, A.G. Wolf of the Ninth Avenue, and this is part 11 of chapter one. Again, somehow. This is a very, very, very long chapter. I hope it gets rebranded and there's like an official U.S. release with actual, uh, <laughs> actual, uh, you know, very well done translation. Um, maybe they can pay Kekun for that. Uh, okay, so I'm going to get right into it and uh, give a little commentary on this part of the chapter after I'm done reading it. This voice, it's you, the Lugamon, isn't it? If possible, could you please explain? Eiji's tone comes across as more polite than usual. Explain? Explain what exactly? I can't understand what's going on at all. Where is this? Why are the Digimon talking? What happened to him? Why isn't he in his loft at home? Eiji Nagasumi, didn't you listen to what Ryusenji told you? Huh? Ryusenji? Eiji is amused that the Lugamon refers to him without reference to his title of professor. The Mindlink Explanation. In order to infiltrate the SOC, he had to deactivate the function on his Digimon linker. AE's and DDL's top-secret D4 research results, a means to improve his skills as a code cracker in one fell swoop. Um, the function that makes me into an elite code cracker, right? Uh, he explained it in a way that was difficult to understand. The fact that it is being so casual in its responses makes AG a little uncomfortable. Lugamon starts walking. Uh, there's broken glass there, so be careful. Eiji notices it as he's speaking. He sees the reflection of Digimon in the building's window glass, illuminated by flickering flames. The Lugamon. The first thing that comes to mind is that it's the Lugamon. Am I not here? Is Eiji seeing the same world as the Lugamon? Duh. Chumon. Just then, another rat goes rushing by. Master, I can't believe I missed you. Demon Wolf of the Castle of Nine Wolves, I'm nothing but a Chumon, a lowly rat Digimon. The Chumon that happened to be rescued greets it. If you don't mind me asking, did you go somewhere? I haven't heard about the likes of you in a very long time. Rumor had it that you were changed into a Digitama by a human and captured by a human. The Chumon dares to probe a little. Who do you think you're talking to? The Lugamon growls. Chew! So sorry. Do you think there's an assassin who could turn me into a ball? Or someone who could put a collar on me? Please forgive me! The Chumon starts freaking out. The Lugamon takes a deep breath and quickly raises its head. Yes, I remember now. The Dust Kingdom. You Chumon were servants of the great Sukumon, ruler of the Fifth Avenue trash heap. Yes? I'll look after you from now on. I like you a lot more than that stuffed animal from earlier. Lugamon sniffs the Chumon and licks it. Yuck. Squeak! I'll be of real use to you. The demon wolf of the castle of nine wolves, huh? It's got a familiar ring to it, the Lugamon whispers. Hey, Chumon. Yes? You think I've been captured by a human before? It was only rumor. With the old man gone, Ninth Avenue is in the doldrums and deserted. It appears Walslam has changed a lot in my absence. Here, you can have this. The Lugamon throws us some food. Th this is real-world meat, as expected of a Digimon of your stature. You really eat well. Until next time. After gathering up the meat and cheese, the Chumon runs away, as if never wanting to have this encounter again. Um, were you finished talking? 
Eiji speaks to the Lugamon timidly. The Lugamon just sighs for some reason. <sighs> it's an explanation you wanted, right? Yes, please. What do you humans say at times like these? Seeing is believing. The proof is in the pudding. Whoa! It was so sudden. The Lugamon leaps through a broken window. The first free fall Eiji ever experienced. The Lugamon easily lands from a height of three to four stories. They end up in a valley of buildings. Among them was a dark skyscraper, a deserted pre-dawn subcenter of the city that had nothing to do with glitz and glamour. The windows were completely unlit. Once he's attached to the tallest building in the area, the Lugamon runs up. It's a vertical wall. It runs with its claws digging in. He feels the wind on its skin. Eiji shares and feels the Lugamon's eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and skin, all five senses. I see. So this is the result of Professor Ryusenji's research. This is D4's most confidential technology. The digital world, which has a different structure from the world, cannot be directly perceived by humans. For example, a submarine relies on instruments and sonar, and a space probe travels into outer space. We can only perceive what is going on around us indirectly through observed data. Is it possible to somehow experience the digital world through the five human senses? After exploring this possibility, we transferred human mental data to the digicore of a digital life form, a Digimon to create a consciousness. MindLink is a technology that converts the human spirit into digital data and transfers that human consciousness into the Digimon digicore realm. As it speaks, Lugamon runs up the skyscraper, not even taking a breath as it does. The digicore is the data center at the core of a Digimon. It is the core of life, the area that shows that the Digimon is an individual, the ego, the soul of a Digimon, so to speak. Yes, the professor was saying something similar. Once it becomes clear to Eiji, he is more intrigued than bewildered. There is no tiny monochrome LCD screen. He is seeing it with his own eyes, the true state of the digital world and the state of the Digimon. It is not a virtual monitor and observation data but a direct perception of the digital world with the five human senses. Ryusenji has already perfected this technology. This is the answer. Mindlink. It's like I've become a Digimon. Mindlink. This is the world that the best, of, the best are seeing. AD is immediately excited. It's your first Mindlink. It's only natural that there'd be some confusion. You'll get used to it soon enough. <laughs> I already am getting used to it, but when was my mental data converted into digital data? The Digimon Linker has been sampling by your biometric data, brainwaves, and level of consciousness 24 hours a day. Seriously? You mean my personal info was being leaked? What do you mean? That's what the Digimon Linker is for. The amount of data required to convert the human psyche into digital data is enormous. Incredible. Professor Ryusenji, so incredible. Any other questions? I'm getting so annoyed with all the noise in the Digicore. How can I talk to you? You're a Digimon. What a stupid question. It's because Digimon are alive. We always have been, and always will be. Digimon are alive. Lugamon, Tyrannomon, and all the rest of the Digimon. I see, so Digimon have been talking to me all along. You're just getting to know us Digimon a little better is all. After climbing up the skyscraper, Lugamon finally stands triumphantly on the roof. The view from there is... And that's an abrupt ending to our reading. Uh, that took about six minutes, I would say. I stumbled and gaffed there a little bit um my lugamon voice was way off and getting into the commentary some of the formatting on this i could not tell that lugamon was talking like i didn't know lugamon was explaining all that it, it was his dialogue as he ran up the building so anyway i'm i really want a real a cleaned up version of this um i uh i'm yeah well let me talk a little bit more about the actual content of the story that we got in this 
snippet. Um, and then I will tell you about some stuff going on with Digimon Chronicle. So, uh, I think it's cool that we're getting... <laughs> I don't like the choppiness. The choppiness of this being divided into, like, you know, 1,200 or so, uh, you know, 1,000 to 1,200 word uh, chunks is less than satisfying. It's making it a little frustrating, a little irritating. Um... Especially because we're getting things doled out so slowly. And, I mean, some of the breaks are effective because it's... But it's like cutting off mid-sentence. It's like those old serials where the guy would be in trouble. He looks like he's about to, you know, fall off a cliff. And then, you know, find out what happens on the next episode. And then the beginning of the next episode, that's resolved very easily. Um, it's super easy, barely any convenience to get him out of that jam. And then the story, you know, shifts and it goes to something totally, un you know, unrelated to that. Anyway, um, the way that it's ending, you know, it's artificially goosing itself so that you're interested in coming back for the next installment. My frustrations with how the weekly format is being executed, I guess I'll say, um, aside, I want to say that I like the idea, and then it's, you know, it's brought up, because uh, honestly I'd forgotten that Ryu Senji had said this phrase, that he wanted to experience the digital world with his own five human senses, and this idea that through the mind link, the people are able to inhabit and be inside of a Digimon. Um, they're literally, you know, linking with it. It's different from a biomerge because the Digimon retains its identity and is not altered by the person, but the person gets to ride along with and be inside of it. its kind of like Kamen Rider double or um, I'm trying to think of another example of how that would work where a mind of one person inhabits the body of another person and it's cooperative and uh, I guess voluntary to some extent, although I don't know that Lugamon, you know, was asked if he, they could do it and then consented to have it done or what, but, um, I don't know. That's interesting. It's a really interesting concept and it, it's very specific, uh, and it makes sense that he's experiencing things as the Digimon, as Lugamon with his five senses, it's being, you know, He's getting to interpret them with his five senses being in in um, Lugawan's Digicore. And I guess that makes sense. Um, but it's kind of funny that, you know, Ryu Senji was specifically using that phrase with the five human senses. And that's what's here. I mean, I guess if that's what his intention was and that's what he worked for and then that's what he achieved, then it makes sense logically that he would frame it that way. And then it would be brought up that way, recalled that way by... Uh, by AG as he's experiencing that, but it just seems a little, I don't know, like a little, I don't know, not thin or cheap, but just like, you want, this is what you want, and you're just saying it, as opposed to showing it, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I don't want to complain too much about that, because, you know, I'm interested in this, you know, the concepts and the lore and the, like, mechanics that are being brought up that, you know, Digimon have a soul, it's their Digicore, and that, like, you know, AG's within the Digicore, and, um, that, like, Lugamon experiences that as an internal something talking to him, and he's saying that he doesn't want all this noise coming from his Digicore anymore, so he, like, is just trying to give, uh, AG the answers as quickly as he can, so that he, you know, he'll shut up, um, but it also raises an interesting idea that, like, they are only able to mind link because they have a compatibility with each other, which I think is artificially boosted by the, the by the D4 system that, um, that Ryu Senji, uh, created, and, uh, which, by the way, that's a great little piece of information, little nugget, that Lugumon doesn't regard 
Ryusenji as Professor Ryusenji. Like, he doesn't care that he's a professor or that that's his title or, or rank or anything like that. He just, you know, he's just another human to him, kind of. Uh, even if he is an ally and even he's worked with him or whatever, he's not like, oh, Professor Ryusenji. It's just, yeah, Ryusenji. And A.G. is, doesn't feel that way. He's, you know, inexperienced. He's younger. You know, Lugumon seems very powerful. He is an alpha. He's like a leader. He's, he's like a, you know, he's his own person 100%. And A.G.'s still coming into that. And part of that, is reflected by him, you know, showing deference to the title of Ryu Senji. But then again, maybe that's also like a Japanese culture thing. And despite the fact that Digimon, I'm presuming in this, are also made by Japanese people, they didn't digivolve or evolve, develop whatever with the same exact culture, which makes sense because they were coming up in a different context. And uh, I think that's kind of an interesting, I know, a bit of culture shock or you know, difference in the way Digimon and humans are from one another. Despite the fact that, like we've seen in you know, past shows, Digimon have friendship and love and affection and, you know, an affinity for children, as Dolphin would say, from Tamers. Um, that doesn't mean they're going to express that in the way, in a way that's human. So that's good. I think that's a very good detail because it should, they should be different uh, because they are. And uh, I like that. So what am I getting to? I just think it's a fascinating concept. Like, these are very cool ideas and very cool concepts that are being brought up in here. And it's, like, just an interesting expansion and redefinition of, of I guess, the lore or what it means to be Digimon. And, I don't know. It's just interesting. And, um, yeah. I'm at kind of a loss for what more to say at the moment. So, instead of struggling and stammering, I'm just going to go ahead and cut off my coverage of this episode and i'm going to tell you that i now have an official digimon chronicles uh podcast feed which you can find linked at mjmoners.com in the show notes of the video where you're seeing this and i have the different uh options for you to subscribe to different places wherever you like to get your podcasts um i'm gonna keep adding them to their complete and you can get it on on all the podcast platforms basically uh but for now i'm slowly building up to that because i'm doing a lot with a lot of different podcasts and speaking of which uh, i think i'm gonna make a first episode um, cause it turns out I can like update the podcast episodes and keep the feed, the, like the identifier of the same, the identifier the same, um, or modified as I want to. And I can keep changing the audio file. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make an ongoing, uh, did like Digimon Seekers ongoing. And I'm going to do, um, when I have time, I'll add one of the K-Kun chapters to that a week and I'll even, um, update it and add chapter breaks in there so that if you want to wait till it's all done you can do that and you can skip through the chapters if you desire or i will uh just if you want to as i'm updating it i'll make a little announcement that it's been updated uh, probably on the website or i'm not sure where um and you can if you've listened to chapters one two and three you can skip through to chapter four or five and uh, i think that'll be really cool and it'll be this dynamic um thing like this almost interactive uh, audio file that i can keep adjusting and i'll have it be you know digimon seekers ongoing and then once i'm the plan is to get those done kind of quickly and you know like one a week at least um or maybe two a week to catch up to where we are or to i i, I need to catch up to where or what i'm saying is i'm gonna keep updating it as i can and then hopefully i'll have it all assembled that by the time that kekun is done and has the translation 100% complete that I'll be able to just have the file there and I can rename it to instead of Digimon Seekers ongoing I can have it be Digimon Seekers complete or finished or whatever. Anyway so in addition to the Digimon Seekers podcast I have other podcasts that are uh, active with this you know full legit uh, you know hosted podcast thing that I have going and you can find the links for all of that at mjmonos.com. Um, 
yeah, you can find it all there and check out the other stuff I do and subscribe to it and enjoy. Um, yeah, that's about it. By the way, so far, the execution of the Sigimon Seekers web novel is making me think, uh, I definitely want to write something in the vein of Digimon and in my superhero world that I'm creating, I already have an idea for doing something like this. And, um, I actually have a, um, a kid's story that a bunch of stuff that's inspired by like Godzilla and Kamen Rider and Super Sentai and Ultraman. And one of, I have a fifth story that's inspired by Digimon that I, uh, have worked on as well. And I built, as I was writing that, all these ideas for this world came into my mind and I was thinking, Ooh, I could spin this off into its own little Digimon story thing, uh, Digimon inspired story. So I don't know, I might work on that, but I've got, uh, I've got to finish the children's picture book and, um, all the Toku inspired kids stuff first before I jump into another project, uh, as far as, you know, writing is concerned. So anyway, that's it. Um, like I said, go ahead and check out all my stuff and, uh, you know, find the links and subscribe and do all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to keep up with this and if you want to keep up with the better drafts or the better audio versions I'm going to do of the more clear text, that's easier to read because it's been more properly translated. Anyway, until next time, folks, this is MJ signing off. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around, you're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.